Welcome to this uh, episode again. My name is Marike de Witte. I'm a clinical psychologist, sexologist working at Maastricht University. I'm doing a lot of research on sexuality and I also teach on sexuality. And uh, today we're going to talk about new technologies, social media, sex toys and how it affects our sexual and relational life. And as always, we have two guests today, so maybe you can introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Berkhand. I'm 22 years old and I'm studying legal psychology at the moment and I'm Really looking forward to the discussion we're about to have. Hi everyone, I'm Bea, your girl Bea. <laughs> I'm 23 <laughs> years old, studying third year of psychology and again, as usual, super excited to be here. Okay, well, thank you for being here. And we're going to talk about an interesting topic, new technologies. I mean, they're part of our life. They, they affect our daily life, the smartphones, uh, the social media, everything there is now. And um, while we can be very critical about it, a lot of people are critical about it, but at the, other t at the other side, I mean, they're part of our life. So we should also embrace it and look for possibilities and opportunities, how we can use these tools and these toys in a very positive way and how it can enrich our sex life. Um, but let's start with the, the first thing, I mean, the smartphone. We all have yeah. a smartphone, we spend a lot of time on our smartphone, and you could say that, I mean, all the time you spend on your smartphone means that you're not spending the time, the time with your partner. So how is it affecting our relational life? How is it affecting our sex life? Because sometimes what you see is that, especially with this Instagram profiles and the social media, mm -hmm. people are, are, are like more concerned with making the perfect picture than just talking to their partner or, or, or experiencing things. So how do you experience this in your life? this use of the smartphone and how it affects dating or relationships it's a really interesting take because you don't think of it that way because like most people lay next to their partner and use their phones but then you're not in the moment i personally don't see too much screen time as such a big problem as most people try to make it because i know a lot of people who have like apps where they say like oh my gosh i was on my phone for three hours today it's like devastating but then i'm like okay it's still some kind of me time depending what you do on your phone obviously um, and maybe you can even find a way to like interact or like integrate your partner in your smartphone use. For example, you can scroll together for Instagram and like laugh about memes or like mm -hmm. have new insiders, uh, yeah. stuff like that. So it's not necessarily damaging, but obviously you should only do it to a specific yeah. degree. So you could say, yeah, you integrate it in your relationship life and we can talk about all these different apps there are also to en 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 enrich and enhance your relationship. Yeah. But at the same time, it is what you say. I mean, you don't realize that you're sitting together. You often see yeah, people going for dinner and they're constantly watching their yeah. phone or they're yeah. taking picture of their dinner. And it's like, just please yeah, sit together annoying. and talk to each yeah, other. That's really and, and I mean, it's a dinner date. So why are you there with your phone? That's, there's a time and place, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think if you go on dates, you shouldn't use it and be more in the moment. But yeah, if you're like just at home on a Sunday, I think yeah. there's nothing wrong of, with using yeah. the phone. Okay, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. I, yesterday I downloaded Tinder again. And it, I have a very toxic relationship with Tinder because I don't download it to find a partner like on that day. It's basically just, you know, to feed my ego a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. and yeah. to, to feel this uh, reward the response in my brain where, oh my God, I have a match means someone wants me. I'm yeah. delicious, you know, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think. But then like I, I just realized, you know, like yesterday I was thinking it's like we are being put as products, you know what I mean? Like we this, this is a shelf and we are these products. You check my picture and based on that, you decide whether or not you would want me as a partner or yeah. a sexual 
sexual buddy or something like that, you know? And I don't know. I feel a bit weird with that. So I don't know what you guys think yeah. about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You mean here the online dating? Yeah, that's one of the, 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 the apps. I mean, we, we use a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of trends in the mm -hmm. land of online dating and, and, and we use all these Tinder apps and so yeah. on. I think it's a good evolution. I mean, it's a way of knowing each other, learning to know people. And, and, and it's actually the same as offline dating. It's just you have a larger pool of potential partners yeah. to choose from. That's, that's the difference. Uh, but at the same time, there are also some risks involved with this online dating. I think one of the issues, and I mentioned that in, in previous episodes, is the fact that you need to predefine your type because you're having this profile and you need to swipe. Yeah. And then you're just constantly like, yeah, I mean, you need to know who you like. And yeah. people are very picky. But if you don't have experience yet, I mean, how can you decide what your type is, what your sexual orientation is, what 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 type yeah. of partner you want? So I think that's a little bit the risk that normally you learn to know your type via experience. And now you learn it. You need to predefine it yeah. even before you have experience. Mm -hmm. Also, as Bea says, most people are on dating apps just for the ego <laughs> and then literally just becomes like a swipe contest and exactly. then no one is texting each other like you match and then no one texts and you're like for what like why did we match right now yeah and you like start objectifying the people and it's also about like how you present yourself because someone looks that way on pictures or like someone has a cool bio but then it's totally different in real life mm -hmm. so it really gives a wrong image of like how to find a partner mm -hmm. it's not about like the most admirable but also about the like vibes yeah. you have and It yeah. gives also like this bad image into like how you should feel about people because we live in this time, like especially with Tinder, the rise of Tinder is making human beings and relationships disposable, you know? Yeah. If it doesn't work with this one, no worries. It's like this, <laughs> it's consumption this idea. Yeah, this idea of yeah. consumption and, and it's it just, so I'm bad. fed up with it, so I'll take a, I take a bite of this cake or I don't like it. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm exactly. going to buy another cake. It's exactly yeah. like that. So like it's this small kind of like feelings of, uh, oh, connection. But if it doesn't work slightly, you know, like a bit of deviation into the ideals that someone has, you're quickly disposable. And I feel like, I'm pretty sure that studies will show that the rise of social media things and like the dating sites uh, brought a lot of uh, feelings of low self-esteem to yeah. some people. Sure. You know? I think I think there are some issues in the fact that there can be abuse, sexual intimidation. We yeah. also see via these apps, and it's it, it can damage your self-esteem because we do know that there are these trends of shelving and ghosting that mm -hmm. people become. Uh, shelving is like uh, making you very enthusiastic for a date, and then the moment you want to date, you just Yeah, vanish. Yeah. yeah, you just vanish. <laughs> Or ghosting, you have a, f a few nice dates and then suddenly they start to ignore you out of the blue. No, ghosting yeah. for me is the most toxic and disrespectful behavior It's that really can be. And I wish like there was a, a basis to understanding what is happening. But my own assumption goes in line with what you said. Like when you go to a dating site, you kind of like have to have a type. But most importantly, you have to know what you want. Why would you yeah. go to a dating website where already people know that you're there either for sex or for dating? Not Not just to talk late night yeah. you know like not just for that know what you want don't bring people into your life to then dispose them as if you know yeah. they were just trash bags that's what ghosting yeah. is about you know you don't know what you want you're scared once you see something coming to you and you run away i yeah. get where you're coming from like the ghosting part i agree 100 but regarding the knowing what you want i mean i know what i want mm -hmm. but i get if someone is just new to dating like 18 19 even like 25 i don't know And they just don't know what they want from life yet. I also understand that. Yeah. If you're just there like to see, okay, how is it like to basically learn and make their own experiences. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you should definitely not play with yeah. feelings. Like you should set the records straight. Yeah, That's but I think sure. like what you said then relates less to this ghosting thing because yeah, ghosting yeah. really emphasizes the how you 
put a certain belief into the other person. You are not aligned at all, yet you make it seem yeah, like you guys yeah. are aligned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? you but maybe people, it, it's what you say, don't don't know what you want, or maybe it's, it's this idea of being disposable. I understand. Yeah. I think that we need more research to really understand what is happening, yeah. what are the motives again uh, behind mm -hmm. this shelving and, and, and ghosting. And I think what is most important now to focus on what are the effects on on the victims. I think that's the issue that online dating can be a very positive thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's just an, another tool to, to learn to, to meet yeah. people. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there are some risks involved because it can Definitely. clearly uh, damage your, your yeah. self-esteem. I think ghosting becomes a really, really big problem if the person who goes doesn't see the problem yeah. with it. If, yeah. they, if they don't exactly. understand that it yeah. It is a person with feelings. Yeah. They are hurting right now. Because yeah, and then when it becomes yeah. a habit, when it's sort of a pattern. Exactly. I mean, it yeah. can maybe there's a hosting, and but the fact is when you constantly do that, and then it becomes something. Yeah. yeah and what's yeah. interesting is that the ghosting, the person that ghosts, it's go is ghosting not because of the other person, but because of themselves. Yet the yeah. person that was ghosted feels that it's a hundred percent due to themselves. Like, yeah, what have I done wrong? Like you know all these scenarios why because there was no a formal explanation of what happened you know yeah. like yeah. so for you ghosters out there please just contact <laughs> yeah. that girl tell or them, that tell man them. tell them what you feel you don't want ghosting anymore you Let's, feel the emotions you in like your face <laughs> no but it is i think it's important to to consider and i, I think um what we, we we're now talking about okay online dating and the risks and of course there are some 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 issues involved but it can also be a positive thing i think that it's it's just a tool uh, like i said to learn to know yeah. somebody and what we sometimes see is that people think that these dating apps are sex apps you know especially older people think about like yeah, oh they just true. want to have sex but we know from research it's actually more than half of people using tinder for example mm -hmm. they really are looking for a partner Whoa. or they want to or they want <laughs> to have a partner <laughs> it can also be boredom to, yeah, to, to, to kill time or curiosity just yeah. or just and there are some people also who are using tinder just to chat to have a conversation uh, but we do see that uh, that less than 20% of the people are using it solely for sex. Whoa. So it seems Crazy. it seems that Tinder is like a dating app. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you want to have like more this idea of committed, like you really want to have a serious relationship, you can also use like a pay for, for you have these uh, uh, yeah. paid uh, oh, yeah. dating sites, then you know people are more motivated because they're paid for it. So they really want to look for a relationship. Mm -hmm. So there yeah. are different, I mean, Tinder is just very easy and you know, people can do it just for fun or curiosity, yeah. but there are some success stories. I mean, there are many success stories on, on people who met via Tinder and yeah. who have like a good relationship. So I think we just have to embrace it as just another platform to yeah. to, to learn to, to meet new people. Uh, I, I think if we think about this dating, we really have to also think about, okay, how do you write your profile? How do you profile it, present yeah. yourself? Yeah, that's it, also it, really stressful, like what, Pictures do I put in? I have to what be do cool, I write? You know? Literally, because every, like a single word can change the whole perception. Exactly. Yes. A I single emoji can change. Yeah. yeah like but it, that's it, why it really it's really important if you put a profile is, is make it a little bit more surprising and exciting yeah. and not like the usual uh, things. Yeah. And I think it's also important to, to to write a positive story, not to write like this is what I don't like, but focus on yeah, what you like yeah. and and sort of giving a positive story, positive. And maybe putting out there what you want. Like yesterday, I was swiping and I saw many guys and girls saying like only here for a serious relationship if you're not into that 
please don't even try to match with me you know yeah. like some people really have the, their boundaries they probably have experienced you know yeah. and so they know what what they want and they put it out there you know others don't put anything at all and you just discover and get traumatized yeah, like, what throughout are the you? journey <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. i think yeah it's important pay attention to your profile is important i think it's also important to sort of actively chat proactively chat i mean what you often see is then you swipe and then you're like waiting for the other That's one to I start mean, yeah. i think it's really important if you use these apps just don't think about girls and boys and who approaches mm. first it's about okay That's be the proactive. cool thing about bumble i don't know if you know the app mm. no. but bumble basically forces the girls to text first and they have to they can't just say hi they have to like ask a question like they have to generate conversation it's really interesting yeah that like they try to spice up the online dating experience yeah yeah, yeah it's interesting yeah, it's very interesting to see yes those double standards as you see like yeah. on tinder like for the guy category like they always text me first but when i match with a girl uh I, we can wait like it's a game yeah. you know like the girls are like mm, <laughs> yeah. Uh. yeah yeah indeed i think what is also important if you if you think about the categories Mm-hmm. make it the categories broad enough don't be too picky especially because when you're younger and you're still exploring i mean just make sure that you have a lot of potential partners to choose from because yeah. then i mean it makes it more interesting because then you can explore different types um that's true yeah it I, I empowers think, you sexually too i feel like yeah. when you know that you have like this uh not collection of sexual like possibilities in life you know but like when you have the choice basically and you have a certain kind of uh, success when it comes to finding a mate, it empowers you too, you yeah, know? Yeah, it gives you a more yeah. active role. And yeah. that's especially exactly. important for women. Because yeah, it's an yeah. agency over your sexuality, exactly, basically. Yeah. yeah, I think that ego boost is also one important feature yeah. of, yeah, yeah, yeah. of, of these uh, dating apps. But yeah. that can become harmful so quick because you depend on this ego boost yeah. at yeah. one point. It's like, I know people who... Like yesterday, someone told me, yeah, I downloaded Tinder today because my self-esteem felt really yeah. low. And I'm like, but that's not <laughs> yeah. where you should get your No, exactly. Involved. But I think that's also what happens with social media. I mean, you get an ego boost when you see the likes. It's like every time there's yeah, dopamine and endorphins released when you have this like. So you that's you want to be liked. That's often yeah. the, 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 the side effect of this social media and Tinder apps and all these different apps. It's just sort of, it does something with your self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so, the aim with, with tools. Like we should use tools and not let, let tools use us you know so if we have all these platforms we can have this ego boost from time to time but not feel like our ego can only be boosted with someone else's attention and it's the same thing with with like our genitalia you know we shouldn't let them control us we like you know we are the ones in control yeah that's true no, I think it's 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 really important to 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 reflect on this 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 yeah dating and this new development and to see the risks and to see also the, the positive mm-hmm. effects and what we can gain from it. I think that is important. Also, think about yeah. I mean, we're thinking about Tinder and then we we're thinking in a very heterosexual way. There is also a lot of uh, apps specifically for homosexual or bisexual. Uh, we have Grinder and all these. Uh, so I think it, it it's really interesting to have all these different possibilities and that people with different sexual orientations and and it really taps into the diversity of our sexuality so in that sense it can be a very good development yeah. it gives you a platform to meet each other and for some people for example people who are shy who have difficulties yeah. to approach people in real life it can be good sort of to practice a little bit with this uh, because otherwise they're in a bar they see somebody they don't yeah. know how to approach the other one so this can be sort of a safe way to explore there's of course the risk it can never sort of yeah uh, replace or uh, be a way to avoid yeah, real life social course. context and i think that's one of the things that these apps can also stand in the way of real life connection so yeah. Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand it can be a good platform especially when you're younger and you still need to discover to kind of slowly mm-hmm. 
yeah understand really how feel, dating feels like i really feel so um shared like torn into like two sides when it comes to this uh, digital dating and digital sex you yeah. know like on one side i agree with you it's nice to like have this digital maybe talk you know like on tinder getting to know your like each other uh, digitally first and then like meeting each other in real life but at the same time i feel like um it's uh, removing this um, physical connection component. And sometimes I, I see like I'm super not shy at all and everything. But sometimes when I started talking to the guy first via text message and I'm going to meet him in real real life, I feel shy because I'm like, oh, my God, they built this whole image of me that is yeah. not yeah. related to like how. OK, it is for sure related to who I am. But at the same time, it's an image that is based on what they thought and yeah, what yeah. they saw. There's and what a lot I of said. interpretation and, exactly. and mind reading. And yeah. exactly. So it's kind of like stressful sometimes you feel like you're playing a role in the yeah. end when it comes to like being in a yeah, digital Yeah, but on life. the other hand, is it so different than uh, if you compare it with, with real life uh, offline dating? I mean, it's also in the beginning, you present yourself in a way. I mean, it's, the, the, I, I mean, yeah, of course, the thing is in real life dating, you have the nonverbal sign. So mm -hmm. it, it gives you also a lot of information. You miss that yeah. when you start yeah. with online dating. But at the same time, you always present the best version of yourself during the first date. So that's quite normal to have that. And then, yeah, yeah eventually you, mm -hmm. you become more yeah. yourself. But also you have more time to think about what you want to say. Also, yeah. true, true, true. Like you definitely got a point. It's similar. You obviously always put, try to put yourself in a good light. But I feel like if you meet someone in real life, you have more uh, like power over the perception they will have of you. Yeah, that's Because true. if you're texting, they will, as Bea said, like yeah. have you as an image in their mind and then make a person out of you. And then that's why some people get disappointed when they see the yeah. other person in real life, which is really sad because like you get along, but you don't. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so it is difficult at times for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I, I myself, I'm not that big of a fan of like, too long texting period yeah. Yeah. i'd rather have like hey how are you yeah, yeah okay let's go for a walk yeah and go for yeah. a date i think exactly. that's really important and i think it's also <laughs> important for this first date keep it a short public place that's more yeah. safety reasons because you never know with who you're talking yeah. and i mean there are instances of people that that use these these apps to sort of yeah i mean yeah, uh, yeah, for yeah. abuse and for for other issues so i think you need to be sure uh to to yeah to to create some safety yeah? i think just wasn't there like two weeks ago an incident in Belgium? Yeah, exactly. Where like they met up on fire grinder. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god! And yes, I saw. The guy. Yeah, and yeah. then the guy was killed. So I think yeah, that that's a bunch of kids actually. Like yeah, it is really traumatizing. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. It is. So I think we really need to be. You need to realize that. I mean, if you're yeah chatting with somebody you don't know who it is i mean it's yeah. also what we see with pedophilia for example that that they kind of try to attract uh, young young girls and then it's actually an older guy and they yeah. put and on they a different do that, picture like, through, uh, digital grooming basically yeah, digital saying things yeah. you know yeah, and, really and that bad. already points so out that's to like I think that's one of the, the, the risks of that we have to realize that these online tools are really nice yeah. and good and, and yeah. if they're used for the reason why they need to be yeah. used, but it's also there's a lot of abuse. And I think if we go back also to other tools like sex tools and, and, and like sexting and virtual sex and webcam sex, I think that's also something mm -hmm. it's the same. It's the idea of, hey, this is nice. I mean, sexting is about sending erotic pictures, erotic messages to each other. Yeah. You can use that to spice up your sex life. I mean, not only 
people who are dating or sexing but also in a relationship it can be really fun yeah. sort of to get into the yeah. mood even when you're sitting in the same room and you're just sending mm. texts and uh, sexting messages to each other yeah. it can really make you horny so it's nice to integrate you can use it in, in, uh, when you're dating for example but there are some risks involved with Definitely. the sexting and we all hear these stories yeah. about people who their life were destroyed because yeah. because um, an ex-boyfriend or somebody at school was just sending around these naked pictures so, yeah. so you have to make sure that you don't do this when you do not trust the other one it else. also is a literal crime yeah like, it is i don't get why people don't understand that yes. like sharing someone's nude pictures could literally it's get illegal. your case it's yeah illegal. it's so bad yeah. but also like i i don't think there's like an yarity when it comes to sexual development but it kind of like pains me sometimes seeing like children uh let's say 14 15 or even younger going directly to that kind of like um behavior you know like sending mm -hmm. naked pictures and everything yeah. without having even started Same. their sexual yeah. development if exactly. you know what i mean and they were not thinking of the consequences basically. It, it is it is and it's so much it seems like a very yeah it's so much in our society now just to sending these pictures sexing is yeah. so normal amount it, it's it's part of exploratory behavior yeah. it's okay yeah. to do it but be aware of the risk i think first of all it's always asking for consent i mean we have all mm. these guys sending dick pics yeah, yeah. i mean that's, that's not you cannot do it because there's no consent. You first need to ask, hey, do you want me to share a fantasy? Do you want me to share a picture? And then ask, is now a good time? Because it could be that last week you consented, but now you're not into yeah. receiving a sex uh, message. So your interest varies. You always have to ask directly, is now a good time? Uh, do you consent? Mm -hmm. And then think about also make agreements like, hey, I don't want you to save the picture. I don't want you to make a screenshot. Yeah. There are some apps now available that prevent the other one from taking a screenshot. But, the but other there hand, are always ways. There are yeah. ways. You have another phone and you take yeah, a picture. I mean, mode, you like never this, know. Eh? Yeah. You never know exactly. But I think it's important be careful if you don't know the person too much mm. then don't make sure that your head is not on it there's no recognizable yeah. background just yeah create some safety especially features. in doing this so young when you haven't yet like install like your boundaries and you don't even know like what you really really like and yeah things like that i see sometimes this uh this trend of like um uh, how can I say this in words? No, it's not bullying, but you see a lot like these guys, 15, 14, telling the girls, oh, you have to send this, otherwise yeah. you're not cool. Or like, yeah. oh, you know, yeah. if you don't do this, you're stupid, yeah, you exactly. know? And it's almost like harassment, yeah. I would say. And then the girls do it, but they didn't do it out of desire, out exactly. of connection. Yeah, they did yeah. it. There's like an in. obligation. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's why some people send a, like uh, nude right away. And then yeah, exactly. you feel like obligated to like yeah. have to send one. That's just yeah, the yeah. importance of like masturbation, sexual development. Yeah. Know yourself, know true, your true, boundaries. True, true. Yeah, and avoid boundaries is really important. I think you can never send a sex message if you don't feel confident. Never yeah, feel course. the pressure to do it. It's just not okay. If you, I mean, it's also it's the same issue with having sex for the first time. We also see that sometimes girls cross their boundaries and they regret afterwards because they feel like forced into it. It's the yeah. same with the sex thing. They feel like I have this relationship. He wants me to send a nude picture of myself while well, he's my boyfriend so i need to do it and they they cross their boundaries so i think we really need to sort of educate young people better about the risks of sexing and about assertiveness and about autonomy mm -hmm. and about taking control of your own body and and uh, taking control of your own boundaries Definitely. and you, you can do you can do whatever you want you can explore yeah. all these different issues as long as you are confident and you feel this is the right time and i feel secure enough with this partner to do this what i like about the trend of the nudes is that 
it normalizes genitalia yeah, because exactly. we talked about it in another in another episode that we see it as such a distinct thing yeah but this way like uh when i get nudes from girls they are always so artsy kind of yeah. like <laughs> they make it like so pretty yeah kind of uh really That's it's so like it's like a know. whole photo shoot you know yeah like when um my friends are talking about like dick pics they get they're always like oh they send pictures like this and this yeah. and it looks so unpleasing and then i see the girls ones and it's like you know like uh, aesthetics silhouette, become really important silhouette, yeah. exactly and it's and it's like, nice it puts it into art mm-hmm. um so that part of it is definitely nice and yeah. i'm asking i'm just asking for a friend what do guys actually prefer then you know like the aesthetically <laughs> pleasing or the rawness of the picture i'm just asking for a asking friend for by the way i think i think no one i i mean i don't know but i feel like most guys wouldn't like a pig where a girl like spreads her legs and then just like literally okay, okay, takes okay. a picture of her coochie but, I, but I, I can imagine that there are individual differences I mean, yeah, 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 sexual preferences <laughs> we can never say that's true do you what do the av- there is no average guy and there is no average girl so I think that there are different I think that's something also you can sort of talk yeah. about hey what would you like why is it why can you not simply talk about that with your partner that's like true, I want to make true. a picture that you like what do you like what's always nice is the teasing Yeah. Like it's yes. the I see a bit, but I don't see it, and yeah. like there is a print, but there's none. But you see how I, cool. I re- what I think is really interesting about this 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 topic is that how how much it can be used to spice up your sex life. We yeah, are almost thinking if we think about sexting and online dating, it's like oh the risks, the risks, the abuse. Yeah. But try to remember the fact that these new technologies are also a good thing if you're in a relationship or not, just to sort of create That's some variation. True. Especially th- during COVID. Yeah. Like, yeah. especially with distance relationships yeah. too. Yeah. Um, and uh, then I, I, thinking about COVID, I mean, what about virtual sex and webcam sex in which you yeah. masturbate, in which you show yourself, in which you share sexual fantasies? What, do people do this nowadays? Is this a good alternative to create some sexual connection? I wouldn't say good, <laughs> but I would say sometimes it's the only alternative. Like, You do it, and it's nice. I mean, it's not a bad thing, but I wouldn't ever say it's the same as having sex. No, Or maybe I'm doing not. it wrong. I don't know, but... Yeah, yeah, like, I don't know. It's so strange because I'm a super, like, open <coughs> person when it comes to sex. Like, I can talk, tell, talk any topic of sex with me and, like, super okay with that. But when it comes to, like, sexting, uh, yeah, doing sex, like, uh, sending pictures of uh, your vagina, like, things that are very raw like that, I feel extremely uncomfortable and I've I've asked myself why why Bill why do you feel this way like this is like the last chapter of your life to be a sex <laughs> goddess you know but then like I realized it's, maybe not. <laughs> it's not I'm 40 <laughs> I still feel as a sex goddess please <laughs> but you know like I, I was kind of thinking like I, I have this fear that they zoom in and see something that you know will make them think a certain way about True. myself yet I'm super comfortable with my body so I even I think I'm scared that you know their way of thinking which is the different than mine mm. will yeah. perceive things that I didn't perceive that I thought yeah. was normal but their brain think it's abnormal but that's also maybe because that's what they see in the media they see this perfect porno cuts as we yeah. call yeah, I mean we see that we see that that's the thing eh? people have this uh, image of how the genitals should look like because a lot of what yeah. we see in the media is photoshopped or, or or touched by a surgeon and so that's a little bit the problem and yeah. then we are afraid that we will not measure up to this ideal image of how the genitals should look like mm-hmm. look but like and it makes us insecure yeah sorry no, but no, also okay. but also uh, I feel like in school during sex ed they should show you different types yeah, of agendas. Exactly. Like, there are tables where exactly. they're like, here, these are different kinds. Um, 
And I think yeah. that's really important. So it's like, really important. It's, it's a drawing, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think it's so important, this diversity in how your genitals look like. A diversity in general is just the most important theme during sex education. Yeah. Just realize that people are have individual differences in their sexual preferences, what they want, how, yeah, I mean, their sexual orientation, culture, all these different parts. We need to address that more mm -hmm. inside of this purely biological idea and all the risks and, and STIs and pregnancies yeah. and so on. Sex is much more yeah. than that. It's about pleasure never yeah. forget that sex is such a big topic that I, I know we'll have another episode on this but like i think it's very linked to sexual myths as well you yeah. know these ideas that are so forged in us like the labia being this this way and not like you know the external labia being too long means that she had too much sex when that yeah, has nothing exactly. to do with there's that. so many stories about about sex and i think that's a big issue that we really need to start to yeah normalize a little bit and and just talk about sex and and i think and also with these all these new developments and it's so typical that also in sex education it's a lot about be careful and 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 you can get sick mm. and it will hurt yeah. and whatever yeah. and, and i think it's so important and also with these new developments it's like oh yeah we have to uh, watch out and there's so much risks involved mm -hmm. but never forget okay it's there these yeah. tools are yeah. here so why don't we just use them and then see how it can how we can use it in our in our sex life in in, in, in dating and so on i think what is also much important is um uh, webcam sex and sexting and, and so on but there's also like this new development and all these sex toys i mean there are different sex toys especially nowadays when in, in covert times that people are not physically present they live at a distance how can you sexually connect and there are like new tools i didn't know that they existed but i looked uh, looked it up and it was like they have watches and both wear this watch mm -hmm. and then you whenever you think about your partner you just touch the watch and then the yeah. other gets yes. a signal or there's like hug t-shirts that you can search if you wear them and and you really feel the cuddle of your partner i don't know how it works but it must be something high tech um so i think this is all interesting also you have the remote sex toys yeah. Yeah. you know this this um <laughs> you have like a flashlight for the man and then the vibrator for the woman and then you can sort of control give instructions to the vibrator of your partner or mm -hmm. you can just or using your vibrator you can sort of uh yeah work a little bit with the tempo mm -hmm. and the pace and then you do it slower and yeah. faster and you give instructions to the other one from a distance so you're actually having sex and controlling the sexual stimulation of your partner while being in another country for example yeah. it is really interesting like yeah. the idea makes total sense how do we connect there's also that weird machine i saw it on instagram a while ago where you're like when you kiss it yeah exactly. the scared. other person has the same and he kisses too it's like <laughs> it's like teleporting it's, physical it's a, touch it's eh? a cool idea i mean i don't hate it but it it kind of dehumanizes it as so well hard. because at one point you start closing your eyes while kissing and it really feels like you're kissing someone and then maybe you turn into okay maybe i don't need to kiss anyone anymore yeah because i have this yeah it is interesting i like the idea though i think it's just i think it, it should never replace exactly. real life social and sexual yeah. contact but on the other hand it can be just a solution imagine if you have a long distance relationship yeah. if you're living apart for one year because your partner is working uh, abroad or during this COVID situation i think having these tools can be a way to have some idea of physical touch and That's sort of true. using these remotely controlled sex mm. toys these are like high-tech masturbators and maybe it's not only when you're at a distance you can also use them to spice up your own sex life exactly. to integrate it i mean yeah. also 
as I said, it's like a high-tech masturbator, so maybe you can use it to learn to discover your own body more. Um, you can use it actually also, I think, for people with a, a physical disability who are not able to masturbate yeah. themselves, to touch themselves, to mm. have this flashlight and somebody else controlling it so they don't need to hold it. I mean, that can be a good way to, to circumvent this. Or like in treatment programs, uh, I will talk about sexual dysfunctions in a later episode about mm. premature ejaculation, pain. We have these treatment programs sort of stepwise programs. You can yeah. use these high-tech masturbators to sort of do something with it. So it could also be something positive. What I like about the long distance uh, masturbator or vibrator is that it maybe helps you learn how to communicate during sex yeah. mm. because I think it's easier to say, hey, uh, use the vibrator different. I yeah. don't like it that hard. I don't yeah. like it that way. And maybe like, you know, it finds its way into your vocabulary yeah. somehow, which is a really nice idea. Yeah, exactly. I think especially these sex <laughs> tools are really opening the communication about yeah. sexuality. I think they encourage and promote communication. I think that's really important. And and, and I, I think you can integrate it in different situations. And um, if we go even a step further, what about sex toy, uh, sex dolls and, and, and no. sex yeah, robots and even with artificial intelligence? I, I mean, there are people who yeah. are really developing a strong emotional connection mm -hmm. with these sex uh, especially dolls. Especially in Asia, I've yeah. seen, you know, it but that, that's crazy. exactly like why I feel very like separated in this also sex toy talk. Like I see the beauty in it. I see the potential in it, especially when we see people who maybe have, you know, like more insecurities also or also the, the people with disabilities. I see the beauty in those products you know and also just sexual freedom but at the same time i don't know it uh, makes me a bit uh, the dolls thing is yeah like, the doll it's thing. a bit creepy because where do we draw the line like yeah. there are toys which like feel like real yeah. skin and yeah. then you have like woman-shaped bodies without arms and legs and then the ones like in Asia, like the boobs and everything, the like hair is from like real yeah, women as it's well. Exactly. It's the cre like they're really high tech. Yeah, I mean, where, exactly. where do you stop? Like, at what point is it yeah. dangerous? But it depends on, on, I mean, you can use it like people who are shy, socially anxious, older people without a partner who do not want to have a new partner but again. But being shy or is it a pathology actually? Also, like not seeing, you know, like seeing this doll yeah. and really believing that this, this is a person, you know, some of them really but see that. But also if you're shy and only get used to the doll, yeah. isn't it even more harming to yeah, you then? Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, because I think that there's a discussion yeah. i think that's really the discussion that is going on now can it really replace real human yeah. contact i mean then you keep avoiding it i mean then you give sort of people who are socially anxious and just you don't solve the problem you just give them a tool exactly. but on the other hand i mean again you can use it in treatment programs people with with physical disabilities what about yeah, people with true. these different sexual fantasies like yeah. maybe it's a way to sort of okay you can just act on your fantasies in a safe it's a, a safe space to yeah. experiment we see we see like more and more different uh, fantasies arising as like years pass, you know, and also mm -hmm. as like technology develops, we see like uh, changes in trends when it comes to sexual interests, I feel like. And and so this one of like, you know, having this, uh, the sex doll, I feel like a sex doll or like even sex toys and everything, we are still advancing. The technologies are still advancing. My big, big, biggest fear is really that at one point in time, uh, there won't be this uh, physical human connection anymore because like we already mm. see it in tinder in the small scale how we are products yeah. you know yeah. we are but it shelves. goes it goes beyond the sexual domain eh? i think broader in our society there's so much technology going on that you could sort of uh, have this claim for anything that is That's developing true. now it's not That's only true. in terms of human sexual contact it's about human contact in general mm -hmm. and how we so, sort of use this technology mm -hmm. but again i think we are uh, 
and this this really nuancing everything in the sense la yes there are the risks and maybe uh, th this is going too far but the other hand i mean we can use it i mean there are also really interesting apps nowadays yeah. available when you're in a relationship what we know is that people often find it very difficult to, to openly communicate mm -hmm. with their partner mm -hmm. about sex because they they are ashamed they didn't learn to talk about sex or they're afraid to hurt the other one but yeah. then you can sort of use apps like kinder and and spy uh, spicer and kindu and, and and then truth or dare there's all different apps mm -hmm. that you can use to ask your partner erotic questions in a playful way you learn to know your partner better in this on a sexual level yeah. so so you can use these apps sort of to learn to know each other better, to spice it up a little bit, also the same with the tools. Mm -hmm. um, I think there are so many possibilities to use and integrate all the social media and the sexting and the, the tools and everything that is available. Yeah. I would just say, try it out and see whether it works for you or not. There, again, there are no norms. norms. It doesn't meet because there's also the risk like, oh my God, I'm not using these tools. So we are like, I, I need to catch up. I'm, yeah. I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, um, so it, it, it should not be that. I mean, we cannot create new norms, but I think it's just something, it's there. It's not another tool in our toolbox mm -hmm. and just yeah. try it out and see whether it works for you or not, whether it works in your relationship. Um, I think that's, it's a good thing. It's a good development. But on the other side, I mean, what we started off in the beginning is like the idea that this smartphone and all this new technology is taking a lot of time and space in our relationship and yeah. what we see is that millennials are now there are some studies showing that they have less sex and that one of the reasons could be that we all take our smartphone to yeah. bed and we are scrolling and then we slowly yeah. uh, fall, in, uh, fall asleep so, so we are scrolling instead of cuddling and having sex with a partner we're having dinner with a partner we're constantly on our iPhone, or like oh I'm, I'm, I'm texting with my friend or we're taking a picture and it's so normal and it's sort of again, can send the way of, of real life connection. So maybe trying a digital detox once in a while yeah. or making this agreement, like when you're together with your partner, don't just always yeah, use this, this smartphone. Mm -hmm. we, it's just a way of, of yeah, I think it's it can be a good addition, a supplement mm -hmm. to our relationship, but it can never replace. And now we, it's, it's replacing so yeah, much. And maybe that's definitely. what people a, are so I'm critical bit, about. Yeah, scared of the future, like thinking about like what are going to be like the next sexual uh, technological advancements because with this digital sex tools that we see like in, in one way as we said like really helps people but out the other way i feel like it's subliminally uh, feeding new not disorders but new problems into our psyche you know like mm. shyness low self-esteem and things like that so it has this darkness in it you know that is fostering we also see it with porn you see it with these apps and everything it really has a toll on our mental health but it can also be used uh, to to do magnificent things yeah, exactly yeah, and true. i think also what we have to think about in this COVID time is the e-health the online therapy i mean that's also new technology it's a good thing, yeah. i mean for some at a certain point i mean uh, for patients it was really important to to have these uh, consults and, mm -hmm. and that we have this this video video chat and, and i think yeah. that's really important um also all these apps we have that can help sexual health like monitoring tracking uh yeah. education awareness uh research we we use these apps to understand our sexuality better and to give information and and there are really good apps available mm. so i think also it, it's really about finding a balance yes. and using the, the using focusing on the mm -hmm. benefits of everything there's it's there and, and embrace it but at the same time be aware of the risks mm. and 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 integrate that in our sex yeah. education especially to young people yes. yeah it. and don't be dependent like on it like the detox for example it's not just important in a relationship but also if you're single yeah like 
make sure to like go off tinder for a while also yeah, and like definitely. try to do real dating or put your phone down for two days with like your ego in, in a way just related to yourself and not exactly. others like standing exactly. in front of the mirror making yourself like mm -hmm. compliments every day stuff yeah. like that but yeah. I'd like to go back to like what you just said about the, this uh, sex education but online it's very important that also we pay attention to like the sources you know like yeah. if it's apps you know that you know yeah. probably yeah. sexologists were there sex educators yeah. were there people with experience and who know what they're saying yeah. like because like this morning when I was like studying for, for today's talk um, I and Ended up seeing some forums you know yeah. online and you see a bunch of children just asking exactly. questions sex related yeah. questions and the answers that i would read i was like yeah. jesus christ this is like a seven-year-old kid talking to an eight-year-old kid basically yeah you know? i think we need to disseminate the, like the good there are good apps available but they're also low quality apps mm -hmm. that we really yeah. need to disseminate the good information so that people read and hear about the, the, yeah. the right things and i think i think this is something we need to invest to also in the sexology Definitely. we need to focus more okay it's there we have all this technology, mm -hmm. use it in a positive way and use it yeah. to, cr to raise awareness and to educate people and to inform people and to help them. I think yeah. that should be also one of the missions of, of, of this new technology. There Definitely. are really good podcasts on um I hope this Spotify. one, yeah, <laughs> this, this mean, can this contribute. One. <laughs> Let's hope that, that yeah. we are doing our but part in educating. <laughs> yes, but also about sex ed itself yeah. like um more like the biological basis what schools should do basically yeah, exactly uh, instagram um yeah profile. there are a lot of good things out there but yeah. unfortunately th there's also yeah, a lot of low quality know. and we just need to know and make sure that yeah. the good quality the uh, websites are there, and apps the vessel with that for that information is not ideal yeah. but it's there yeah. <laughs> it's there but let's uh Let's call it off for today. I think we had a yep. really nice conversation about all the possibilities of these new uh, yes. developments. And um, stay tuned because next time we're going to talk about uh, hypersexuality and pornography. And it's somehow related. It's also new development in our society. Yeah. Yes. So let's see what we uh, can talk about that. Thank you all Thank for listening. You, bye. 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 bye.